0: Coming up on 5-Minute News World turning the tide after backslide on democracy, says Biden Kentucky GOP override veto of transgender protections And reparations still up for debate in California It's Thursday, March 30 I'm Anthony Davis. Joe Biden on Wednesday offered an optimistic outlook on the health of democracy worldwide, declaring that leaders are turning the tide in stemming a years-long backslide of democratic institutions. Opening his second Democracy Summit, Biden looked to spotlight hopeful advancements over the past year, despite Russia's war in neighbouring Ukraine and US tensions with China over its military and economic influence in the Indo-Pacific and beyond. The president cited signs of progress across the globe, from Angola's efforts to create an independent judiciary, Croatia's move to boost government transparency, and the Dominican Republic's anti-corruption steps. At home, Biden pointed to his stalled push for voting protections in Congress as evidence of his administration's commitment to support democracy. Today, we can say with pride, democracies of the world are getting stronger, not weaker, Biden said. That's a direct result of all of us. The summits which Biden promised as a candidate in 2020 have become an important piece of his administration's effort to try to build deeper alliances and nudge autocratic-leaning nations toward at least modest changes. He said the U.S. will spend $690 million bolstering democracy programs, supporting everything from free and independent media to free and fair elections around the world. He said he also wanted to use the summit to foster discussion about the use of technology to advance democratic governance and ensure such technology is not used to undermine it. Republican lawmakers in Kentucky on Wednesday swept aside the Democratic governor's veto of a bill regulating some of the most personal aspects of life for transgender young people, from banning access to gender-affirming health care to restricting the bathrooms they can use. Kentucky's state Senate voted 29-8 to, to override the veto on Wednesday afternoon, while the House voted 76-23, to 23, officially making the bill law. The bill prohibits transgender students in public schools from using restrooms, locker rooms and showers matching their gender identity and instructs school officials to ban instruction on sexuality and sexually transmitted diseases for children below 5th grade. It also prohibits healthcare providers from providing gender-affirming services to minors for the purpose of attempting to alter the appearance or perception of the minor's sex. Under the law, health care providers' licenses can be revoked for any violations. The bill's opponents framed the issue as a civil rights fight. Democratic Representative Sarah Stalker said, Kentucky will be on the wrong side of history by enacting the measure. The American Civil Liberties Union of Kentucky reaffirmed that it intends to take this fight to the courts to try to preserve access to health care options for young transgender people. Bill supporters assembled to defend the measure, saying it protects trans children from undertaking gender-affirming treatments they might regret as adults. Research shows such regret is rare. The legislation in Kentucky is part of a national movement, with state lawmakers approving extensive measures that restrict the rights of LGBTQ people this year, from bills targeting trans athletes and drag performers to measures limiting gender-affirming care. At least 11 Republican states have now enacted extremist laws restricting or banning gender-affirming care for minors. Federal judges have blocked enforcement of laws in Alabama and Arkansas, and nearly two dozen states are considering bills this year to restrict or ban care. The leader of California's first-in-the-nation reparations task force on Wednesday said it won't take a stance on how much the state should compensate black residents whom economists estimate may be owed more than $800 billion for decades of over-policing, disproportionate incarceration, and housing discrimination. The $800 billion is more than 2.5 times California's $300 billion annual budget, and does not include a recommended $1 million per older black resident for health disparities that have shortened their average lifespan. Nor does the figure count compensating people for property unjustly taken by the government or devaluing black businesses. Two other harms, the task force said the state perpetuated. Black residents may not receive cash payments anytime soon, if ever, because the state legislature and Governor Gavin Newsom will ultimately decide whether any reparations are to be paid. The task force faces a July 1st deadline to recommend the forms of compensation to be awarded and who should receive it, along with other remedies to repair the harm. For those who support reparations, the staggering $800 billion estimate underscores the long-lasting harm Black Americans have endured, even in a state that never officially endorsed slavery. You can subscribe to the Five Minute News Patreon for bonus videos, commentary, and more. Go to patreoncom Five Minute News.